0: In the last few years, artificial intelligence has made a lot of headway in understanding text. Whether it's summarizing documents, determining what a given document is about, or finding specific terms, artificial intelligence has sort of helped people understand uh, the text medium in a deeper and more efficient way at a scale that maybe couldn't be done by people. However, with video, the story is quite different. If you want to search within, let's say, a thousand video files, unlike a thousand text documents, it's more challenging to determine exactly what's happening. In part, this is because video is not just a collection of voice and sounds that can be transcribed, it's also constantly moving images on screen. Sometimes there's text on the screen, sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there's action on the screen, Sometimes it's still. That's a lot more challenging than a given particular kind of font that's always represented in the same way like we have in NLP. So how will video become more searchable? How will the video medium become more discoverable for people who need to learn things with online video or find specific content online? Well, there are some people working on that problem, and Manish Gupta is one of them. Uh, Manish is the co-founder and CEO of a company called VideoKen based in Bangalore, and he's also a professor at IIIT Bangalore which is the campus where we actually visited him to do this interview. In this interview, you will hear Raghav Bharadwaj, uh, who is our content lead in Bangalore, actually in the room with me. We're both sort of talking to Manish in this particular interview. And we speak with him about where video understanding and sort of video search might go as machine learning is uh, applied more and more in that space. Manish's company, VideoCan, is focused on this. uh, And he goes into some depth as to how currently video is becoming more searchable, as well as his guesses and his predictions as to what that will look like moving forward. Manish, towards the end of the interview, gives even some predictions as to what he thinks YouTube will allow people to do in terms of searching for very specific video content on their platform. Um, I certainly hope he's right about those predictions, because it would definitely make finding the right kind of content easier. But I think for anybody curious as to how AI will make the world's content more discoverable, this interview should be a fruitful and sort of interesting one. And certainly, anybody who works with a video medium, this should be pretty par for the course learning in terms of machine learning applications. Manish is one smart fella before starting his own firm. Uh, he was running AI and research related roles at IBM and Xerox Research, um, and now focuses almost exclusively in terms of Video Ken's work on machine learning in video. So, hopefully, this is useful for everybody tuned in. I'm Dan Fagella. This is AI in industry. And without further ado, this is Manish Gupta of VideoCamp. So in terms of applications of AI in video now, again, I've only seen sort of the demo video on your website. Where does sort of AI play a role with that kind of visual data? I know video is a totally different ballgame than just images. What can be done there that's productive and maybe kind of a business context?
1: Yeah, so basically we view videos as inherently very powerful, but they tend to be very opaque objects, yeah. right? Unlike text that you can very quickly kind of visualize, you can see what's going on. Yeah. When you see a video, especially let's say a longer video, let's say a half hour, one hour, it's usually very painful for you to figure out what's inside the video. I mean, you literally have to go through Right, play yeah. the video yeah. and so on, right? Maybe at a faster pace or something like that to find out what's inside the video. And coupled with the kind of, again, level of patience, right, that most people have. Most people don't have the patience of going through whatever, whatever even let's say a half hour video. Yep. At least when it comes to, maybe. when it's an informational video. Yeah. Okay. So we for instance, at VideoCam, we have been looking at what we call a class of informational videos, right? Which could be lectures, it could be Presentations kind of in a let's say trade show setting, customer event. It could be a meeting, it could be a training that the company is organizing on its products, and so on, right? So, unlike whatever entertainment videos, let's say movies, sports, where often I mean people get hooked up and kind of they can watch videos for hours just for fun. Most people don't have the patience to go through that entire one hour, right? So, our basic starting point was just like textbooks come with a table of contents at the beginning and a glossary at the end, at least informational videos should also come with a table of content and a glossary. Most videos are already produced, right? So, you want to be able to build those things automatically.
0: Yeah. So, that's kind kind of
1: the starting point of what we have done at VideoCan. The premise. We have essentially kind of come up with, again, AI-based techniques to analyze the contents of the video to automatically create the table of contents at the glossary equivalent. Okay. And the glossary equivalent, we call it the phrase cloud of a video. And the phrase cloud is largely based on a combination of one is speech recognition and then some natural language processing because sure you just like. kind of figure out what all got said in the video. And then you need to do some kind of saliency analysis to see out of those thousands of words that were uttered, which are the most important words. Yeah, that, that's natural kind
0: of, language processing, right? right. I
1: mean, there's algorithms
0: developed for that already, right? We're like, what are the gist? What are the core yes. ideas? Yes. Yeah. And exactly. so just to double check to get the mind of the listener sort of following where you're going, I imagine what's happening to construct a glossary, what's happening to construct a phrase cloud, which is a novel application for video. But like you said, it would make them less opaque. If we knew that for all videos, it'd be so much easier. My guess is we're looking at the audio primarily and then sort of being able to distill down sort of the dialogue or the monologue and then sort of running NLP on that to determine kind of the segments of it, break it up in that sense, table of contents, and then, you know, the glossary, the most important terms. But is there also analysis of the actual images within yes. the video too?
1: Yes. Particularly when it comes to the table of contents, we feel that the visual information that you can find in an informational video, especially a lecture, that can be extremely rich, much richer than what you get purely out of an audio. Yeah. So one of the things we do is we try and automatically identify which frames of the video contain that visually rich text information. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, and that's right. possible with AI, right? right. With, with, so that's possible with AI. Symbols, right. yeah. So it's like a layer classification problem. Go That you're data. trying to identify for that frame. Does it have rich information about in the good. form of text or not? Mm-hmm. And right. once you do that, then you have to identify again the salient text, the salient words. Yeah. Right. Which in yeah. some sense capture because I mean you can imagine lectures. I mean if you're really covering most of the material in the form of slides. Yep. Then you do have typically the change of topic would typically occur only at a slide boundary. Yeah. Right? It won't occur at every slide. Every change of slide need not be a change of topic because there could be many slides covering the same topic. But a change of topic is oh, likely so to is happen only <laughs> yeah. at a slide yeah. change. Okay. You won't change a topic. Of Major topic. You won't start covering it in the middle of a slide. Yeah. yeah. So that becomes then very powerful. Got it. And that's very rich information. So now if you are limiting yourself to that subset of those frames that you then identify as kind of important, and then you try to extract out which are those important words, the further rich information that you get out of slides is that then those titles are likely to be representative titles for that particular section. Got it. I'm going to try to
0: make sure I'm following you and I can just double check this with your mind here. Um, It seems as though it makes sense for you to focus on a particular kind of instructional video, particularly in this case, lectures, maybe even academic lectures or trade lectures, where you have a kind of presentation and a kind of slide alignment, because maybe it would be challenging to have AI extract the educational chapters out of Fifty different kinds of educate, right? But if you focus on lectures, you have enough commonalities to find. How do we train an algorithm for this right. kind of talk? So that seems to be the focus right. for you. Folks. So that's okay. the
1: initial, I would say, starting point. Initial, yeah. Of in general, you can I mean, you can always, yep, just like a textbook, right? So potentially you could try and kind of do that analysis in terms of what are the concepts which are being covered, yeah. right, in different segments, and then see where you see a significant difference in terms of concepts which are being covered in a certain section and try and detect those automatically it's a much harder problem definitely although even there again our view is that often there are clues that you might get from the audio component right because often preceding a change of topic Different instructors may have different yeah. ways of saying, "Okay, next, I'm yeah, going to exactly. cover this."
0: Yeah. You have to detect those manuals, and you have to find a new set of patterns, right? right? So you have to train an algorithm on a new mode of teaching. Maybe it's different. Per often person. there
1: would be a gap, yeah. Yeah. a bigger gap, yeah, or okay, in terms okay. of silence, so, there would be a bigger yeah. period of silence. Except that you don't want to program all of these no, things. You don't know, want no, these to no. be kind yeah. of but, has to be learned yeah, because yeah. different people would have different, in some sense nuances I mean would have different whatever idiomatic ways in which they would be doing these yeah, things yeah. and you don't want to be programming no, all of those no different way. variations that's so what makes want it hard. It is that yeah. it's so, so you different. want to learn that from the data
0: it sounds as though you're learning initially is with slide oriented kinds of presentations where learn the patterns here and then hopefully be able to extrapolate that to all kinds of other educational content but right. beginning somewhere makes sense because this right. training problem is not easy I would imagine, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, just to get a sense of how this works, that when you are creating a table of contents and creating a glossary, if you will, a phrase cloud, as you guys call it, there's some process of checking how well that went. So I imagine you do enough of those and you have enough people maybe correct and say, well, you know, this glossary really doesn't need these five things. It should have included this thing and the table of contents. it wasn't quite these five things. It was really seven. And you would have to have, have that fed back potentially, I imagine, to get Absolutely. better at distilling terms and training this NLP algorithm. I imagine that's Absolutely. pretty so, labor-intensive.
1: So what we have done now recently is we have put in a an editing tool as well so that it gives the end user the ability Ooh. to modify. I wouldn't consider it to be that manually intensive because look ultimately producing a video itself it's is a very intensive effort yeah. so to me kind of the amount of effort it takes for you to especially if a table of content already exists for you to simply edit delete a few entries kind of change a few entries that look i don't think this is the right title it should be this instead of that i don't think it's really ultimately that much work yeah, uh, especially there's actually in the noise compared to the amount of effort it takes to produce a video and it makes these videos much, much more consumable. If it was nailed
0: right, that would obviously be the case. My guess on the labor side would be more of in your own team and research, yeah. maybe more so than the user that you must have had to have a team of folks make enough of those initial corrections to train and groom it. Yeah. But it sounds like the goal from what you're articulating is that your corporate users as they update these glossaries, let's just say, as they update the table of contents, that's feedback for the system. So, your goal would be to derive the learning from the human minds of all the users rather right. than pay a team of NLP experts to analyze the transcripts of every single thing and see how it lines yes. up. So, that's the objective. Yeah. 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 Proprietary data yeah. plume, right? Yeah. So, uh, also yeah. in terms of the editing tool addition that you're offering, wouldn't it make more sense for that to kind of go into that feedback system?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's how it that's works. That's exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly the plan. That's, Whatever edits you get, yeah. not only after a certain review, they are, let's say, the indices for those videos are updated, but now you have all of this labeled data yeah. that can yeah. go into that. Uh, again, such so, yeah, that other yeah. people wouldn't have access
0: them. to. That's a very, very interesting loop. and. I'd love to talk a bit about what you think is exciting in the future of video. But just to put a finger on today, the goal with the technology is that video can and it, through analysis of images and audio and NLP is becoming more and more possible. The goal in your use case is really to make video more useful for education. So I guess I'll say an example and make sure it's correct based on what I know about the company. Maybe I'm a company and I want people to know about the recent developments in oil and gas drilling technology in like the tundra type weather or something right some random topic and there's all these different conference videos i don't want to look at all of them i just want to look at the ones where they talk about drilling in tundra and i only want the videos that are 2015 or sooner and i just want to see the drilling parts i don't want to see the other parts the goal would be to find a queryable way of just showing those five minute segments, right? Is this is the end objective here?
1: Right. We are trying to make again the search process easier and then not just searching amongst the videos, but then also searching within the video. Okay. Because if the video is let's say an
0: hour long, an hour long long,
1: you don't want to have the person kind of go through the entire video to be able to figure out where in the video or whether in the video this person is whatever there's some drilling being covered so you want to in some sense just very quickly be able to figure out is this a video right that has those references to the drilling operation or not
0: you almost wish youtube could do this already right but of course youtube is not just about educate there's a lot of entertainment mostly is music and, and so it's not quite their niche to like find business topics. You would imagine if anybody had the resources, maybe they'd be working on it, but that's not their main market. Right. But it seems as though for you folks, the, the business market, the business case, is organizations that need to educate their people in a time-effective way. This would be the goal. I imagine the videos... Yeah, the whole... so this
1: was, I would say, the starting point. Yes, right? starting That point. businesses that need to educate. So one of the things we realized is Almost no company in the world today is really in a formal manner utilizing this wealth of resources. Most companies for their formal employee learning programs, they go and buy content. Hmm. They either have whatever, classroom instruction, right, where there are instructors. And even as they make the transition to video based learning, most companies for their formal learning programs, they go and buy content. So there are companies like LinkedIn Learning and so on, which will sell you whole catalog of courses on different topics. So one of the things that we are enabling through VideoCan is that there is this wealth of information already contained in these freely available videos YouTube, on sources like YouTube. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So there are over three million educational videos on YouTube alone. Oh yeah. And Today, companies are not able to take advantage of that because it's it, a pain it totally, yeah, for them yeah. to kind of find the high quality stuff and distinguish between that and the low quality because yeah. a lot of people, right, may also claim to be experts in a topic and post all kinds of junk on YouTube, right? Anybody can post anything on you're, YouTube, You're right. right? So there is still that issue that the companies have to deal with in terms of how do they separate out the high quality from the low quality. And then how do they choose something that is really appropriate for their context, for their employees and so on. Yeah. Right? So it becomes kind of a fair amount of work. And that's where kind of we are trying to offer a platform. And there are some companies which have teams which do this yep. kind of curation. Yeah. So we are saying video can can be now a very powerful platform to dramatically speed up your ability, your productivity in curating material given your needs.
0: We like to cover the business ramification. Most of our listeners, these are business people. And to develop a technology that takes time and takes effort, you need to find a tangible winning application that's worth paying for, right? It's curious to hear you articulate to get this particular need, and you could see how prevalent that would be, that need would be. I imagine working as much with video as you know have, you probably have an idea of maybe what isn't possible today with the analysis of video, but that what may become possible or become much easier in the next two or three years. Sure. A lot of things are still yeah. challenging.
1: So before coming to that, yeah, please. i just like to make one more comment. Go for it. That while we have so far talked about the learning, employee learning use case, one thing which we realized is the same technology, the same product essentially. So there are actually companies have variety of uses of what we call informational videos. So having their employees learn from them is just one aspect. The other aspect is things like marketing videos. So one of the things, for instance, we found was pretty much every company, they would have some customer event. I mean, most product companies right, organize their own customer events. So IBM has whatever thing, yeah, yeah. event, yeah. Salesforce, Cisco has Dreamforce. this Cisco Live yeah. event, yeah. Yeah. Oracle has this Oracle Open World yeah. event and so on. And when you see their senior leaders, CEOs and other senior leader giving talks, these are all posted on YouTube. Now, many of these do get a lot of views. A video might get 47,000 views, 50,000 views and so on. I mean, we've seen that very typical. But how many people are really going through the entire video? Most people will not have the patience to Definitely. go through that entire one hour talk. So chances are, except for the very early part of your video, the rest of the video has kind of been, in some sense, has gone waste. What our tool lets you do is very quickly. So for, let's say, a trade show talk, I can show you a few examples on my laptop. We have gone and done some of the processing of these kind of talks. So suddenly, that presentation with which you're trying to reach out to your potential customer, various kind of stakeholders, your customers, partners, and so on, suddenly that presentation becomes much more, in some sense, consumable yeah, and has a lot more impact. So, for instance, one example is we were looking at a Cisco Live event that we have analyzed and now indexed, video VideoCent. Right? Yeah, yeah. The video VideoCent version of Cisco Live event, right? This is from last year's Cisco Live event of Chuck Robbins, the Cisco CEO, giving a talk. It's a one and a half hour talk. And I can bet you, most people would not have gone through that entire one and a half hour talk, uh, even though it has received like over 50,000 views. Now, when you look at the table of contents, you see kind of clear topics which are being covered. Oh, here's the network intuitive initiative from Cisco. Oh, lo and behold, there's Apple CEO, Tim Cook, who's appearing in the video. So if I'm interested, oh, I want to hear what Apple is saying about their partnership with CEO, and that's some 40th minute into the video. I can bet you most people who watch that video, Missed it completely. Of course, yeah. But now with the table of contents, you're able to see exactly what's going on in the video and now you can go to the relevant parts of interest to you and I would imagine this kind of a technology will make it much more consumable and many more people would start watching these videos. So that example was a trade show, right? So this is no longer employee learning, this is your marketing. Yeah. Yep. Another form of marketing is your product marketing. So we also see a number of companies producing webinar videos, right? Oh where definitely. Tons they, of them. Yeah. they have subject matter experts talk yep. about it or when they introduce a new product, they would create a presentation on that new product release. Now these are outbound videos. These are not inbound videos yep, where yep, the employees are yep, 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 learning. These are forward-facing. These are forward facing, which these companies are very interested in making them more effective because now the consumption of these videos will in some sense directly impact how much of that product they sell, yep. right? So these are product marketing videos. These could be product training videos because Cisco wants people to be certified on their technologies. Oracle wants people to be certified on their technologies of course. and will promote adoption of those products. Yeah. So all of these videos. And then another class is meetings. Let's say you have a WebEx or you have an all hands meeting and I miss that meeting. So often these meetings get recorded. Yes, and that video will get posted on the website. If I miss that meeting, I'm highly unlikely to have the patience to go through that entire one hour of video. Whereas if I saw clearly the indices, the table of contents, and the glossary, then I'm much more likely to watch that video yeah. and only go over those pieces, right, which are of interest to me. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that point that what we have realized. Even though we started with our learning focus, what we realized is the applications of these technologies go far beyond learning. So we are referring to that as, let's say, a class of informational videos, uh, where there is some information being conveyed for some reason, for some business purpose, and we can make a lot of these variety of these kind of informational videos Mm-hmm. Much more conceivable. This is instructive. I can see how that would extrapolate. To yeah. You know, like that. yeah.
0: And that's super interesting that you mention all the different applications you're having started from a, a learning perspective because I'm assuming that right out of the box, I don't think you can really apply them to other applications. There's got to be a pretty huge training period I guess right. a couple of months maybe I'd expect and you have to probably do that for every single application right. and that would depend on the again the availability of data in that particular application maybe if there is a Cisco they probably have a tons of videos that they've already done but maybe if there's a smaller company they may not have enough data to really achieve that level of accuracy to train the platform I guess. No uh,
1: so what we're saying is the companies need not do the training. Okay uh, yeah, we are the company going way, to offer doesn't... this service yeah. Yeah. where yeah. we will take yeah. our customers' videos yeah. and we will index them yeah. Yeah. automatically okay. or semi-automatically. Okay. And as we deal with a variety of these different kinds of videos and so on, and our algorithms keep learning okay. from, let's say, any kind of human corrections and so on that were made, we can, in some sense, do this. Very effectively. Okay. It's sort of like, you know, a company
0: that analyzes security footage, right? They want to identify people or animals or vehicles of different kinds, that security company will work with so many businesses and have access to so much data that even if you only have a little building with one camera, you don't right. need to train it on how to see all these 50 million things. It's exactly. You just install the vendor and that's right. That's the value of that, yeah. right, right? Is that you can
1: extrapolate it, and stretch exactly. it out. And now coming back to your question, right? Yes. Of where is it all going? Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. So one of the things we see in video, right? What it is going is to now, in some sense, to a much deeper understanding of what's going on in the video, right? And some people refer to this as problem of recognizing nouns and verbs, right? Nouns are objects that you recognize which are the key objects that are inside the video. Yeah. Verbs are activities. You try and Detect what activity is happening inside the video. Okay. Are these a bunch of people playing a game? Yeah. Is this whatever yep. somebody giving a lecture, or is this, this somebody? a so cat. Uh, you know, uh, playing with, the, yeah, with their dog a or and so yeah. on, right? Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of work, right, that various companies are doing on this noun and verb recognition, right? I've never Object heard Object recognition that way that, yeah. and activity recognition. Yeah. yeah. And you see Google, right? I mean, talking about. Yeah. Various kinds of ways in which they are automatically able to create a caption, right, for an image. Yeah, for instance, there's right? a
0: really cool demos. What's going on? Yeah,
1: for the listeners that haven't mm-hmm.
0: checked that out, those are really fun, right? You go on YouTube right. and say AI caption a video; it's cool to see. It's right. funny to see the mistakes too yeah. yes, Like, really crazy absolutely. mistakes, like
1: <laughs> uh, mistakes that no human yes, would ever make. never made? Yeah. Ever made yeah. Right? yeah, weird stuff. So I think that's the kind of next step. That how do you develop a much deeper understanding of these videos? And to me, then using that, if you're able to really now index the videos, make the search not just for videos, but inside the video, much more effective and kind of make the consumption of these videos a much more pleasant experience, much more productive experience for the end user. I think there's a lot that can be done.
0: Agreed. I want to see if I'm on the same page with you here. People just want what they want. They don't maybe want the things that they don't want. That's why TiVo was popular. This is an old example, but they don't want the commercials. They just want the show. Mm -hmm. And Of course, it goes deeper than that, though. You might just say, in the French Revolution, there's a character by the name of Saint-Just who is a very important character in the French Revolution. There's no biographies on the guy, but he's a very fascinating character. I think it's interesting to understand his political mechanizations and sort of uh, motivations because I can't do this right now, and it's kind of frustrating, you might just be able to say, show me videos about the French Revolution, but just show me the sections that go into the details about the biography of St. Jude's. Absolutely. And, and just, just see the little two-minute or
1: 20-minute like, sections like,
0: instead of having to watch all these
1: two-hour right. shows. And you can imagine and, similarly, even sports, right? Yeah. Although people are, in some sense... Willing to watch a lot more of the yeah, sports, yeah. you may want look. I only want to see where my favorite player is involved in exactly, whatever an interception. Exactly. Right? Yep, so just yep, show me yep. those parts where this guy has whatever done some interesting action. Because today, a lot of what how these things get generated is through again armies of people manually tagging oh, yeah, these videos. Yeah. These and, crowdsourced. And firms, a lot of this right? can be actually automated.
0: Maybe it's going to have to start with a lot of that manual tagging, but I suppose there will get to a point where maybe, let's say within the realm of all of basketball, we're going to know. There's going to be almost nothing that a human could say that a machine can't. And then eventually that'll train systems that might be able to do it a little bit better with a couple other sports and other areas. So I think like humans will tag and machines will gradually kind of eat domains and be able to own them. Who knows how long that'll take, but it, it does sound like, you know, the big firms like the YouTubes of the world. There's going to be some human work in getting us there, I guess. But as the technology improves, it'll help to close the gap as well. Challenging problem, huh? Yeah. Do you think maybe in four years, if we go on YouTube, we might be able to find Search Within instead of just on top of videos? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, Manish, I'll tell you this much. I have my fingers crossed that you're right because I like the problem that we're trying to solve here. So this has been fun. So that's all we have for time. Thanks so much. Yeah, appreciate it. Sure. and regular coverage of the AI applications of both the hottest startups here in the Bay Area, as well as what Fortune 500 companies are doing with AI today. Everything from marketing and advertising, business intelligence, to specific industries like finance and healthcare, you can stay ahead of the curve and stay on the right side of disruption by visiting techemergence.com. And when you're there, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter on the left-hand side of the page. Uh, Most of our podcast listeners get the episodes directly to their inbox every week. You'll be joining tens of thousands of other business leaders who join us from all over the world to stay ahead of the curve of AI in their specific industry. So that's techemergence.com. I'm Dan Figella. This is AI in Industry, and we'll catch you next week.